0: You're hearing the number 1 least heard show in the universe. Hey, check it
1: out. Hey, check hey, it, check it out. out. Hey, check it out. Hey, check it out. Hey, check it out. out. Hey, check, check it out. It check out. it check
2: out. out. Hey, check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Bad dog. Bad dog. <laughs>
0: Hey, this is The Bad Dog Show. Tonight I have Daniel X from the uh, Ministry X show on the Fringe Radio Network, Network.com. So, y'all just hang out and listen to us, have a awesome, awesome day. Conversation I am uh, Bentley Meadows of the uh, Bad Dog Show And uh, You are Daniel X Of the uh, Ministry X Show
2: That is correct sir
0: Or the Daniel X Pro uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I see. Both on the
2: Fringe Radio Network.
0: Yes. All right. Yeah. All right. I had a problem. I thought I had a problem. All of a sudden, Skype was blinking. I'm like, what in the world? Yeah. The Fringe Radio com Fringe Radio com <laughs> god bless them oh, i got with the a show the other night with uh johnny and and then uh the let's get jacked up crew that was kind of fun
3: i didn't get a chance to listen to that uh live but uh i'll check it out yeah i
0: always <laughs> so i think it's three hours long and um we talked about a lot of stuff, not a lot about stairways in the woods.
3: Not a lot about stairways in the woods? or
0: No, yeah, no. not a whole lot, no.
3: Okay. but
0: I think it was what it was uh, named. It's what it was supposed to be about? Right, but okay. we went off the rails, <laughs> I believe. <Yeah. laughs>
3: it happens. <laughs> Especially when you get all those people together.
0: Yeah, it was a load of fun. Yeah, it sounds like it. Well, you've been on the uh, Let's Get Jacked Up crew. You've been on uh, there.
3: Yeah, I've been on the show, I think, at least once, maybe twice.
0: I can't recall, and I was like, oh, oh, my. I need to get on the uh, ball here and listen to uh, Ministry X. And uh, I'm like, all right, cool. You know, Johnny, he always finds the best people. Well, I mean... Not always, but most <laughs> always.
2: Yeah, I, I had
3: actually approached Johnny because I had started listening to Fringe Radio Network back in I want to say gosh two thousand nine, two thousand ten, somewhere around there.
0: Oh wow, uh, that's that's old school, yeah.
3: And uh I listened to Iron Show, I listened to uh your show. Um I listened to Michael's show when he got started, I think 2016. Um, yeah, and I just loved downloading all those podcasts and just listening to them uh, while I worked, and it was really uh, foundational, I, I think. Um, for me, um, you know, coming out of the occult and stuff and and um, basically a new Christian for all intents and purposes, you know, it was, it was, um, it was really good. Uh, so then at some point, you know, me and Johnny had talked back and forth, um, for a while, about a year or so off and on. Um, and I told him, you know, I wanted to start a podcast. I just wanted to be kind of part of this, you know, conversation, you know, with a lot of these guys, I kind of, you know, owe a lot to, as far as, you know, exposing me to like, foundational things, spiritual warfare, all that. Uh, So I just started supporting the network monetarily um, because I wanted Fringe Radio Network to go on. And uh, got to know Johnny and the Let's Get Jacked Up crew and now you and Michael. And so it's really been awesome.
0: Yeah, it's a real eclectic uh, group of people. In this network,
3: yeah, that's what's uh, a strength,
2: I think.
0: Yeah, that's uh, <clears throat> what drew me to Johnny years ago when I heard him on the uh Dr. Future show, and uh, yeah, what was it? Future Quake, he was the uh, Johnny the Longshoreman to me for a long time,
3: <laughs> right. This is before the Iron Show?
0: Yeah, this is I think it is before. Okay. This is what this uh Dr. Future is one of the people that inspired that.
3: So Johnny was a guest on Dr. Future, that's where you heard him first. Yeah,
0: that's where I heard him first. Okay. Okay. I started following him and uh Rick shortly after that. Okay. And was like, wow, I love listening to those two. It was hilarious. Way back when.
3: Yeah, that goes it, back quite a way.
0: Yeah. Would, I was amazed they could sit up in the same room together sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't hurt Johnny's feelings. So. And I know, you have
3: true. to tiptoe. You have to be on, <laughs> you're like walking on thin ice. No, I.
0: I don't know but <laughs> well, uh Johnny has uh always been you know the uh, open to everyone, you know he's the guy yeah. who's going to hit the as I think I recall it was the uh the Mexican hooker and the crackhead, you know that was who he's trying to reach right, and right. I admired that, you know I was like because I grew up with people. And in the church And those weren't the people They were trying to reach out to That that's was right. those, those people were not in my church Not ever Not at all <laughs> You know by 10 I I'd already figured out the people in my church Were I'm like why are we waiting around We're waiting for somebody to walk up here to get baptized Man, Everybody in here is baptized Or they wouldn't be here And it's right. the same people that's been here Since I've been born, Mama, what we do? Waiting, who's he waiting on? (laughs) Yeah, I love
3: that about that approach because I think you're able to reach more people just by being realistic. And I think fringe net, uh, fringe radio networks, there for a lot of people who have kind of feel outcast by the church system or have you know, been hurt by somebody in the church or disappointed by, you know, some theology or something that they couldn't understand or, or whatever. Um, Just to be able to come here and listen to like these open-ended, you know, discussions about theology and all the sci-fi
2: stuff. I think, uh, yeah, it appeals to uh, ordinary people. Yeah. Oh yeah.
3: Forklift well, drivers and longshoremen's And mm-hmm. trust builders
0: And Grandmas and grandpas Yeah And Younger people That's cool Michael Basham he's a character All, all on his oh, own yeah.
2: Oh yeah
0: He's uh, Love that guy You know you're in the uh What I call the Michael Basham part of the fringe show. You're doing like the preaching, like me. I'm just kind of, I don't know, (laughs) saying whatever's on my mind.
3: Yeah, you've got a unique perspective.
0: You know, but (laughs) I think, you know, I'm not doing a whole lot of preaching kind of thing, maybe a a little bit, but um, I like hearing that kind of message. You know, like me, I never thought I was here to do the preaching kind of thing, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because I've always kind of, I guess, been more of a meat-believing kind of guy. Like, you know, I've been on this uh, ship for a long time, right? and, uh, you know, so when I was thinking today, I was like, well, I don't know what we'd talk about, you and me, and I was like, but if we did, I would love to be able to talk about you know, getting a message to someone who would be a new Christian or a potential new Christian because there's a like me, it's just you know I feel like I'm kind of a Jedi as a Christian compared to someone like that, you know, because I've got the faith, I've got it. There's no doubt about it. Right, it's built on you know rock, I'm good to go, but not most people aren't there and it's going to be a while for most people to get to where I'm at.
3: Oh yeah. And, and that's what I like. Each podcast kind of has a different approach sort of uh, at reaching out to potential, you know, new believers. You've got your approach. Um, I've got my approach and I, you know, try and sprinkle some gospel and, and Bible in there in between all the, you know, aliens and, everything else I talk about, uh, but it's really about spiritual warfare. And, and then I like, you know, Michael's perspective is like, he's on the front lines. He's just, it's ah, spiritual warfare every day that, you know, my chickens are getting killed and, oh my <laughs> truck broke down and, uh, just like got bleach in my eye and, uh, you know, just like praise Jesus. And I just love that. It's his show is like very encouraging, uh, to me as well. But I like your kind of laid back approach, you know, uh, like you've been there, done that, you know, uh, that's valuable, too.
0: Yeah. But that said, you know, we need more people like you that are out there and more inspired for that kind of thing. Like me, I'm like any of that for new Christians, you know, when they talk about, say, the or potential christians i suppose believers if they're talking about it anyway i'm like all right cool (laughs) you know i've been around the block here and they're like how about god you know he he kills everybody in the in the old testament blah 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 it's all this stuff from the old testament and i'm like well first of all i'm more of a jesus kind of guy And uh, I would just go with the, you know, basically start with the words in red and just stick with the New Testament. That's really what your job is. Now, that other stuff, you know, that's good information to have, but that's not where you need to start following that stuff because there's a whole other different contract going on. You got to understand that. And that usually gets them a little better. You know, I'm like, man, that's. Different. Well, anybody
3: like anybody who's decided I'm going to try and read the Bible and you know start a Genesis and try and get all the way through to the end, like I, I what would happen to me is I'd always get caught up somewhere in numerology or, or uh, um, numbers or Deuteronomy, you know, and I'm Leviticus. Like, this, yeah, yeah, just
0: <laughs> I'm like, okay. Up. I quit. I tap out. At if Leviticus. someone had
3: come along and said, you know, hey, start with John, you know gospel of john or something or you know what you know check out revelation or something you know go from the the end to the beginning you know or something um but i eventually yeah uh a lot of the stuff in the new testament it's like you said it's the it's the meat like it's the foundational like stuff that's uh, that's super important but you know For a new Christian to digest that at first, that's going to be a, that's a hefty task, I think. You're asking a lot of them.
0: Yeah, then I'd like to uh, um, mention, I'm like now, this whole being a Christian thing, believing in Jesus is, uh, that's a tough thing. (laughs) It's really tough. And uh, I was like, as a matter of fact, the very first things he say, he says in the Bible when the first words in red is suffer it to be so now. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I like to take that out of contact at that point, because that's just part of the verse. I can't rec- recall, but it's, uh, you know, to like here it is. This is not, it's a good thing, but this is a lot of suffering that goes along with, you know, this is a point where, he says that that it's not an easy ride to, to to do it. You know,
3: yeah. In fact, it's you know it's to be expected that you're going to have suffering. You're going to have you know turmoil in your life. You know, for my sake, because of being associated with me, because of my name.
0: Yeah, I think it goes on to say, um, and to fulfill all righteousness is how that ends up kind of lost that there but yeah it's a uh it's a tough road and and he was starting it right then <laughs> wow yeah it's was, been a i'm sorry go ahead well that was when he you know he went and got baptized not long after that and that was kind of cool too yeah but, Yeah, me,
3: I've been sort of all over the place. I started out raised, you know, sort of Catholic, you know. um, Although my dad was raised really strict Catholic. He went to, like, a boys' Catholic boarding school in Bermuda, um, you know, where the nuns would, like, slap your knuckles, you know, with a a yardstick, you know, for goofing off. And uh, so he was raised very strict Catholic. My mother was uh, Presbyterian, and she basically had to convert to Catholicism to marry my dad. Um, And so they kind of started with some Bible, you know, stories and stuff when, when I was little, and then that just sort of tailed off and I was kind of left to my own, you know? Uh, So yeah, I got really involved in sort of new age occult stuff. Um, And then just even you know i studied with the jehovah's witnesses for a while uh came out of that and and so eventually worked my way back to sort of my catholic upbringing um and then jumped over to the fringe christian sort of thing and that's kind of where i am now uh you know, where it's not so central, you know, church attendance. And I've been, I was baptized by a Pentecostal preacher. I was, I uh, had a deliverance uh, from a pastor uh, when I lived in Montana. Um, So it's been step by step sort of coming back to the Lord. And there was a lot of different influences that kind of pointed me along the way to where I am
2: now, you know, 40 plus years later. Doing a
0: podcast. Well, I'm glad you made it. Speaking <laughs> of <clears throat> yeah. Jehovah Witness, you know, yeah. Uh, JW. Right. Um they've been stopping by here on Saturdays occasionally. And uh now, you know, I've been talking with uh old dude and uh we've been getting along quite nicely. I haven't really you know disagreed with him about anything I usually you know talk about uh, the fringe radio network and I'm like as a matter of fact we talked about you know blah blah and then he's like oh you know like today when he stopped by I was like uh, you know I brought up William Tinsdale because he was talking about you know he thought about bringing me a bible and I was like well you know I got to thing over here on my computer man i when I do my show where I, I got five different Bibles up there to look at, and then I, you know I can, whatever one it is what one is yours, I got it but uh I was like, but I kind of prefer the William Tyndale versions when well, they have the, it.
3: they have their own version of the Bible where they've gone and modified some words here and there um I think it's called the new living translation or something.
2: If
0: I'm not right. mistaken, yeah. So, uh, he said it, but I was you know I'm not all in on any of that by any no. means. <laughs> no. But uh, but I have uh, blowed his mind on a few things over the I don't know last few months. So well, that's great. That you can have, have a
3: conversation with him. That's awesome
0: yeah yeah well i don't mind i used to uh, like to hang out with the mormons or the lds when they would uh come by
3: that's good i've got more i've got mormons like because they always travel in pairs you right. know so <laughs> i've got them like arguing like amongst themselves like after i brought up something before and they're like uh, wait we don't believe that and the other guy's like well yeah we do and uh had them going back and forth at each other. So that was funny. I got, I have, I have a lot of interesting Jehovah's witness related stories that I haven't really got into too much on my show yet, but I probably should uh, do something like that in the future. Um, Yeah. One time I think I was probably nine or 10 years old. Uh, My parents were probably grocery shopping or something on the weekend and This little old guy uh, comes up to the door, and he looks kind of like Sammy Davis Jr. (laughs) And uh, he pulls out one of their books, you know, like, uh, and starts showing me pictures in the back. And it's like, this is like, the, you know, uh, new heaven and the new earth. And isn't this look wonderful? And look at all the people of different races getting along perfectly. And, you know, the lions and the tigers, and they're all getting along happily. Doesn't that look nice? And I was like, well, yeah, that looks great, you know. And uh, so we just talked a little bit about it, and he offered the book, and I was like, I was grateful to get the book. And I was like, hold on a minute. And I went and got him $10, and I think he looked shocked, like, you know, that I would donate to him uh, just out of faith. Like, hey, this guy seems cool. His book seems cool. And then later on, you know, I'd find out, you know, more about it and everything. And uh, I actually go through and read that book and kind of, you know, felt like it was talking down to me, you know? Um, So, yeah, at one point, you know, some friends and myself got involved in it, uh, some of us to one more uh, degree or another. And so I spent some time around those people. Um, who are very nice generally speaking. They just they the problem I had was they encourage members to not associate with the world, the outside world. Um, so they're very uh secluded in that in that environment and uh <clears throat> so it'd be, it's in other words it's very difficult if you're a Jehovah's Witness and you marry someone who's not a Jehovah's Witness, that's like a big problem. <laughs> and causes all kinds of family stuff. And then you're expected to, you know, go door to door, do the door to door thing, you know, two to three times a week. And I'm just like, I'm not down for this. Plus, it, it seems like it's talking down to me. You know, Their books like a like like I'm an infant or something. right? Uh, and then my friend was like, yeah, I don't feel like doing it either. But I just don't think I could be that good, you know. Like, these people are good people. I'm not like that. I, I can't be that good. <laughs> so we both sort of rejected it for, for different reasons. Like, I didn't like the theology of it and stuff. It didn't make sense. But, yeah, I should get into it.
0: Yeah, so you probably ought to break it down a little bit because a lot of people don't know. I'm uninformed a whole lot <clears throat> about them. Uh, I take kind of a hard stance because when I was uh, in 10th grade in high school, I went to uh, high school in Moab, Utah. Okay, wow. And uh, my uh, mama told me before I went, she's like, no, BC, you promised me you won't become a Mormon while you're there. There's a lot of them there, and they're a cult. So you promised me you won't become a Mormon. And I was like, okay, mama. <laughs> you, <know. laughs> you say they're a cult? Okay, I promise I won't join the Mormons while I'm
3: there. Is <laughs> that what you said when they, they came knocking at your door? You're like, well, my mama said that y'all is a cult.
0: No, no, but uh, I did say that in 10th grade to some <laughs> other teenage Mormons when they were trying to, uh, you know, insist that I join them kind of thing. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> and, and uh, and by this time I had kind of a rougher reputation among some of them anyway. So, uh, it wasn't took lightly <laughs> when, uh, I told them that, uh, Oh no, no, I'm sorry guys. I mean, you know, y'all you seem nice and everything. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, my mama, she says, you're a cult. And, uh, I promised her I wouldn't join you all while I was here. And then the guy said something and I was like, Hey, you call my mama a liar. And he was like, Oh uh, no. <laughs> I would have slapped him. Like, dude, <laughs> so that was the end of my uh, Mormon thing in Moab, Utah. And they left me alone. Uh, About it I was still me so I was still cool enough to hang around with uh, you know what I'm saying So
3: you originally from Utah before you moved to you're in Florida now, right?
0: Yeah, no, I was originally from West by God, Virginia So yeah, I was uh, kind of terrifying to those people when I got out (laughs) to Utah
3: Yeah, yeah A lot more straight-laced, I think, out there.
0: Well, they were, um, now there were Mormons, and then they had the Jack Mormons, and then they had kind of like some of the other locals that weren't, right? But uh, it was really, you know, don't. Try to fool yourself. This is a Mormon town, a Mormon county, and a Mormon area, and in a Mormon state. And down the road, they even uh, got polygamy. Even though they don't allow polygamy, they got it. It's down there. (laughs) Right. So that's like the the FLDS,
3: right? The fundamentalists, the breakaway splinter
0: group. Yeah, well, you know, I'm like, well, how splinter are they? Because everybody knows where they are, you know, first Mm -hmm. of all. And they all are allowed to stay out there. You know, you're not allowed to go in, you know, you're not, you're not a welcome at those compounds. They're a little different and you got to go out of your way to go to those places anyway. Mm. But yeah. And, uh, uh, one, of they had quite a few, uh, Jehovah witnesses there. And, uh, uh, so that was something else. I was around a little bit with a couple high school people there, but then, uh, and that was like in the early '80s. Then I came back around uh, 2002. I hadn't been there since. Well, no, I think I visited, but I moved back in 2002 and I ran into one of my old buddies, and he was Jehovah. You know, he said he was Jehovah Witness. I was like, really? You know, because he was a Navajo guy, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and he didn't act like a Jehovah Witness, but he's like, yeah, man, I am born and raised Jehovah Witness, and that's about one I go to. And I was like, oh, man, I've always wondered since high school, and uh, uh, I was like, why don't y'all have uh, windows on your church? And he's like, we got windows on our church, and I was like, uh, no, dude, you don't, or I wouldn't be asking you this question, because I've walked <laughs> around it and around it and around it looking for just a little teeny tiny window. So I wouldn't be thinking I was weird. <laughs> He's like, huh, I never noticed that. And I didn't think he was lying to me at all. You know, and he didn't seem like he was, to be honest with you. He and, just didn't,
3: uh, didn't realize.
0: Yeah. Now, I've looked at other ones, and they look like they had windows. Okay. But it wasn't like it was a common thing. I'd seen them without them, and, and most of the time they do have windows. Like when I saw well, them my they don't even
3: call it a church It's a kingdom hall is what they call it And then uh, it's more like A Community center sort of There's no real altar I mean they have like a Podium you know but they're Yeah it's it's like uh, and then they've Got some regular tables and chairs You know and <clears throat> Yeah Nothing ceremonial about it
0: uh, Well that's Kind of cool I suppose but it's Still like eh I also and you know, I'll say what I will about them or the Mormons or and I haven't talked about Catholics, but uh, me, I like to say I'm just planting a seed, like talking with Mr. JW that stops by here on Saturdays. Right. You know, I'm planting a seed of my Jesus kind of thing. And but all this is really like even you, it got you to where you are now. Because I've always, they're like, well, which one's right? I'm like, "Uh, I don't really know. I got my own thing. I'm I'm like more of a Jesus guy. (laughs) I was like, but I don't think it really matters. You you start somewhere and you'll end up wherever. I'm like, I don't care what Bible you choose to start with. You know, you're going to, it'll plant a seed and it'll take you somewhere that you need to be. You know, if you're in the wrong place, you'll know it.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, so, so like, you know, not saying that all Jehovah's witnesses are bad mighty me, so you know, they got to have a certain amount of faith or whatever, I don't know and Right. Uh, you know, I'm like that's not up to me. And I, you know, once I come to grips with that early on, you know, like people are like, "Well, what are you going to try to do? You know, convert me." And I'm like, "No, man, all I'm here is, you know, do you, you said you know Jesus? That's it. That's my job. I don't need to tell you about him. If you know about him, (laughs) you know, you're Mm -hmm. good to go now. I'm just here to plant that one little seed. Bam. I dropped it. We can drop it. We don't even have to go on.
3: (laughs) I remember one came to my door and I think my daughter was about three years old at the time. And uh, they're like, yeah, we're here to talk to you about Jesus. And my (laughs) about Jesus Christ and my daughter walks up to the door and she's like, Jesus Christ! And I said, yeah, well, we're Christians here. And he's like, "Uh, yeah, that's what it's all about. (laughs) But their Jesus is kind of a diminished Jesus. Their Jesus is a a created being. Um, Which is, I think, the primary difference between their viewpoint and and where I stand on that, um, they're like, Jesus is specifically the son of God, not God himself. You know, Jesus wasn't, you know, praying to himself. Jesus was pe- praying to God, the father. You know, they're very much like a separation there that I wasn't comfortable
0: with. Oh, I get that. I'm with you there. You know. Yeah. Most people will become uncomfortable with that. You will, you know, feel that in your heart, hopefully, you know, but, but then again, there they are out recruiting, doing whatever. And then, you know, like me, I'm not really doing a whole lot of recruiting per se. Right. Um, I mean, they do,
3: they do know their Bible very well, like much more than I did, you know, initially when they approached me. You know, so yeah, I, I believe like if God, for me, I mean, speaking from my own experience, I kind of made a contract, a covenant with God like early on. And it was basically just, I want to know what's true, whatever that is. If it's a, you know, a disturbing truth, uh, disturbing reality, if it's wonderful, I just want to know whatever's true, just show me. And I think God was like, okay. So I think. You know as god you know your father in a way he's gonna guide you and you know he had to show me a lot of the things that weren't correct first um before bringing me to like a fuller understanding of who jesus is and the gospel and all that um so yeah i went through the jw's i hung out with witches and warlocks and uh (laughs) did the catholic thing for a while uh been to all different kinds of churches and met a lot of different uh people but really i think uh what was so foundational it was the podcasts just listening to christian podcasts i think i got way more um knowledge and and wisdom and faith building you know resources from listening to podcasts Um, than I ever really got, you know, sitting in church and, you know, stand up, sit down. Okay. You know, um, so I think other people have had a similar experience, like coming out of the Catholic church or, you know, ex Catholics or whatever, they're, they're seekers. They want like spiritual fulfillment. Um, and they find their way hopefully to places like fringe
2: radio network you know i 'm trying to speak to those people, so I kind of um, um I reach out to to all people um, or try to
3: you know at least and then you know introduce them to a little bit a little something interesting about Jesus or a little bit of the gospel um, and I think if you 've made that covenant with God you know, regardless of what your denomination is or whatever, like, hey, I just want to know you. I just want to know what's true. You're going to find your way to a podcast or a certain church or whatever that suits your needs at that time. So for me, it was started out and coming back to the Catholic Church. And then I kind of grew out of that and, you know, kept seeking. And um, so I just think people have a similar journey. So I try and craft my message, you know, my ministry, my podcast, you know, in that direction because that's my experience and that's all I can really speak with, you know, on any authority is, is my experience <clears throat> and hoping that it, you know, regardless of how many views or downloads or whatever we get, that it speaks to somebody out there, you know, or a handful of people are g- going to really listen to that message and latch onto that.
0: Yeah, it just takes one. You know, <clears throat> sometimes I'm not speaking to the masses. Honestly, I'm speaking to a person when I do my show. Hmm. I think. <laughs> yeah, that one. Unluckily, if, if I'm, I'm speaking to a person, and uh, and I, and I, I don't mind.
2: I kind of visualize things that way,
3: like I'm speaking to that one person, and then I'll just you know throw a name out there or something, and he's like, oh my God, he's talking to me,
2: <laughs> there you go,
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah,
2: like
3: I no. see you there with your with your headphones
0: on, yeah, you, you. but yeah the whole uh jesus thing how was that with uh when the witches and warlocks i was i was around some of that nonsense <laughs> when i was in uh oregon oh okay yeah. uh so
3: yeah to get into that that yeah have, i have to take you back to probably 1998 and uh so at that time I was, uh, I had finally given in to uh, getting on the internet for the first time. And, uh, it was back when AOL went unlimited and like, you got an AOL sign up for America online CD, like in your mailbox, like once a week. And I was like, finally, okay, it's a free trial, pop it in. Oh, I'm just going to use the internet for research purposes. And, um, Soon I was, you know, in these message boards and chat rooms and stuff and meeting all these, like, freaky, like, neo-pagan Wiccan people. And um, we kind of vibed. And at the time, you know, I had a lot of uh, occult interests and stuff. And we just became a community there. Um, And then from time to time, they would have meetups in different parts of the country um, and have little you know little powwows and stuff and um so uh yeah um plus i was doing a lot of drugs and stuff at that time too so uh a lot of it's kind of hazy but i did get to know uh witches um people who practice ritual magic um and a lot of wannabe you know shaman type weirdos and you know uh, hippie burnouts and, and stuff like that. So it was an interesting group of uh, people. Um, I didn't get out of that really until around the time my daughter was born. And that was uh, 2003. That kind of marked a transition for me to kind of get my act together and and be responsible, like upright citizen and uh, get my act together. And a lot of that got left behind and some failed relationships and stuff so uh so that was kind of that time period in my life so i also have that sort of background too and i I feel like i'm speaking to some of those people too um because i was there and i know what it's like and um kind of witnessed the rise and fall of that whole thing um but a lot of good people um who just are you know, seeking some kind of spiritual, you know, knowledge. They're just some kind of spiritual connection, like to a higher power, and so you know that can lead you la- down a lot of different roads. Um. So yeah, I, I use that experience too to to witness to people in that you know new age occult area
0: community very cool see i didn't have the uh and this has upset some christians when they're like well give us your testimony (laughs) and i'm like my Uh what (laughs) 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 like what do you mean and they're like you know how you got to god and i was like oh i was born and uh then my mama all took me to church when I was a baby, and uh, I went to church every time. My mama all went to church. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what do you mean? That's, that's how I got there, usually in a 78 Lincoln, I think.
3: <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, yours is a pretty straight line. Mine is really curvy.
0: So I'm like, I don't know, you know, I've done some things I've been off the line maybe for a little bit here and there okay. through my life But uh, I never really was, you know, that far away I can tell you that much That's good Yeah,
3: and I likewise, I always felt like I had a relationship with God I always believed in God uh, That was very foundational through all this stuff You know, I always felt like God was sort of had his eye on me, you know. Um, And I think it goes back to like when I was 13 and was like, I just want to know what's true or which religion is true.
2: What's you know, why am I here? Uh, So, yeah, that's. um, That's been my experience.
0: Yeah, it's a uh, tough uh, thing, you know getting there to be honest with you i think for a lot of people i'm running into today but uh you know is uh being a believer the new atheist you think people are coming around because one of the things that i recall is that uh god wasn't coming back in jesus until like he had his flock was at its peak right Like when his flock was the best it could be. Now, I don't know what that number could be, and they didn't stay. But I assume that would mean that that's when there's more believers at that point than there's ever been. And uh, and that's speculation. So do you see a rise in believers these days? Yeah, I think so. Um
3: I think if anything is sort of shrinking, it's the atheist materialist worldview. Um I think because scientists are are coming to these roadblocks where they can't explain what they're witnessing anymore without some sort of intelligent design there. And uh I think the deeper we look into space with the, you know, the james webb telescope or whatever the more and more we see like we have like no idea how far this stretches we can't even fathom the mind that you know created this universe much less you know created life um so it's very hard i think it's hard to be an atheist i think because there's something inherent inside us um that wants to be reunited with god i think that's just something that that's uh I guess you. Some people can bury that, you know, with a lot of bitterness or uh, rebellion or whatever. Um, but if anything, I think that's sort of shrinking. People people are looking for spiritual answers, and I, I think unfortunately, a lot of people are turning to like witchcraft and new age stuff and all this, you know, self help empowerment message. Um, we need to grab those people and say, "Hey, that stuff's cool." And you know some of it's you know a piece of the puzzle but they don't have like the gospel.
0: Yeah, um, this is like is really cooler. The being whole believer in God and Jesus and like and having power that that people like that dream of. Yeah. <laughs> like uh when I was in Oregon, you know, I had one witch When I walked in, she knows she lost her mind. She'd seen whatever light there was or around me and knew right away I was a believer in Jesus, I believe is how she talked about it, and didn't want me in the same room with her. Wow, yeah. And, uh, (laughs) you know, and that was like a circle of people that I knew that some of them. Dropped out of that circle that day because there was like three dudes were like, Hey man, what was that all about? This Jesus. And I was like, Oh, I believe in God. Jesus. And they're like, What? <laughs> I'm like, Yeah, dude. <laughs> they're like, Well, how does she know that? And I was like, I don't know. You know, but like as soon as I walked through the door, she was like, Wow.
3: <laughs> I, you know, I've heard various, yeah, accounts like that. And I, uh, I've never witnessed it with my own
0: eyes, but, so yeah those uh those guys were just like wow okay and uh that was uh crazy and Oregon was uh full of those people to be honest with you to me and uh and a lot of atheists and a lot of racists <laughs> was this uh what part of Oregon I was Oregon, in Ashland Oregon is that like central that is like, uh, 14 miles off, uh, or up nine or what? I five. Yeah. I think that's what it was. 14 miles from North of, uh, uh, California. Oh, okay.
3: Okay. So very like Southern Oregon. Okay.
0: Yeah, that was a, um, uh... and the hippies there were the hippies that bought their clothes at, <laughs> like I don't know, Lululemons. <laughs> you know? They didn't get their clothes at the thrift store hippies and they were all like had master degrees, hippies and witches kind of people too. Oh so wow. Really okay. Weird. And so I like, just happened to fall into that crowd, that circle
1: time but, chance, yep.
0: circumstance and Moab Utah and Okay. Uh I was doing radio at that time Not that that had a whole lot to do with it But that made me a touch cooler You know what I'm saying <laughs> So uh, Cooler yeah, than the some,
3: yuppie hippies
0: Yeah And well uh, And that was also We'll call this at uh, I don't know 2010 Because I remember thinking Like wow man this world is changing And this little smart Punky hippie Dude was like, you know, um, calling me out as like, well, you know, uh, as a redneck and, and I told him I'm not a redneck <laughs> and, uh, he, uh, he's like, oh yeah, what are you? And I said, I'm a recovering redneck. <laughs> cause you know, I told him, I was like, cause like 10 years ago, I would have choked you. <laughs> I was like but now I don't do that But yeah they, they That was when it started blowing my mind the, the world And then that part of the country too That was fun I was like wow This is A, a different kind of people Than the east coast people That I'm familiar with Because everybody believed in Jesus Where I came from there wasn't a doubt when I talked to somebody they were all knew God, knew Jesus whether or not they went to church whatever, they could have been a crackhead and they knew who God and Jesus was is Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there were atheists around me at my lifetime growing up so there were a lot more of that west coast for me, I was like wow okay (laughs) yeah so I was just you know dropping seeds everywhere out there so
2: that's good that's what I try to do
3: and I mean God's put me alongside some real stubborn people Uh, like God you give me like the toughest person on earth to witness to Uh, (laughs) you know people I work with or you know people i bump into at the grocery store or whatever you know wherever god places you i think you got to find the people around you that you're supposed to encounter and uh it, it requires me being more outgoing than i than i typically am like i said that's something i have to kind of overcome just let the holy spirit sort of you know point me a little bit in in the right direction and learning to trust that um, instead of my voice, which is always like, eh, let's just get out of here. Uh, you know, but yeah, dropping seeds, um, just giving people a little something to think about, you know. Um, and I think from that point forward, like the Holy Spirit's going to move if, you know, that person, you know, is of that disposition where, you know, Um. If God's like seeking after them, if Jesus is knocking at their door, you know, it might just be the little extra something they needed to hear. Um, And for me, you know, it was like listening to Steve Quayle. So I would talk about, you know, the Nephilim, the giants and stuff. And and for a moment, like everything, all my seeking and everything Christian and non-Christian I had absorbed Uh, up until that point in my life kind of clicked in this one particular interview and uh i was like whoa that makes sense and uh that just set me on a journey of just being more hungry for you know for knowledge just more um reading the bible in a new light um uh yeah and it could be something silly i mean you could For some people, like, that road starts with, you know, getting a visit from, uh, you know, a Mormon. For some people, it's just like some kind of, you know, life tragedy or something or some kind of, you know, a visitation. Um, Yeah, so anytime you can open your mouth and just let some Bible or something come out, uh, I think is good. Even if you end up, you know, kind of looking silly sometimes.
0: Yeah, and that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't normally, uh, and I'm not going to quote the Old Testament now as an example, but the, one of the better examples for me that I've gotten from the Old Testament, and it might have been in I don't know Deuteronomy, I can't recall this where it talks about you know in your heart it's there that God is and. I've always held on to that growing up and getting through life. It's like, these people know, okay. They're just lying to you and themselves. They know God is the right thing. And mm-hmm. they've just fighting this the whole way. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's cool. I was like, but y'all know better. And I've had, I'm, you know, look right now. I'm like, man, you know, he put it in your heart. I was like, so that's, all good anyway. So
3: there. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Like what I was saying earlier, you, it's something that's inborn um, to be reunited with God, to ha- have that communion with God again. I think that's a very, it's a, it, what happens, it's a spirit of rebellion, in my opinion, that, that comes over people where it's just they refuse to accept that and they're looking for any alternative uh, that doesn't, include jesus doesn't include god um and i think that's sort of the foundation of the whole rebellion um and that spirit and you know i've encountered people with that spirit and i've had to wrestle with that spirit too that rebellious spirit that's constantly like second guessing like doubting like you know having my faith you know wavering um because I'm a very sort of skeptical, sort of rational person, you know. And so for me, you know, I also had to have an experience. I had a, you know, visitation um, from what I perceived as an angel, the angel of the Lord. And um, so at that moment, you have like total conviction uh, or, at least you know I had total conviction at that point, and you realize you can't hide anything from God, and God sees like to the depths of your soul <clears throat> and He knows all the doubts and and questions and stuff that doesn't make sense that you know have troubled me over all the years, but like he just keeps his gaze on you, and uh that 's what it felt like at least it feels like you're under you know a microscope or a spotlight. And uh, then I realized all the things that, you know, I was not willing to accept was just my, like, rebellion. It just revealed, like, my rebellious spirit that was constantly, like, questioning God, you know, fighting with God, like, arguing with God. Um, And uh, really turned me around and got me to understand, like, what faith is, like, just going with what you know. Um, just going with what I've placed inside you, um,
0: and <clears throat> there's the one of the coolest things to see and the saddest things to see for me is a uh, a newborn Christian or a reborn. I love how their their spirit is and how into being in the club that they are but I also know that those are the ones that are like going to get that special attack by the devil. He yeah. really loves to go after them and break their heart. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, and I, I've never been able to uh, convey like, you know, that to someone when they're like that. And I've been around them and I, and I watched them crash and burn, you know, and it's, Crazy how that is with people, mhm-, to uh like me, I don't have a problem telling Satan to be gone, you know, I know when I'm hearing or seeing something crazy, you know so, but most people I don't think have that ability to realize that Satan is real, and he does uh like mess with you,
3: yeah. Yeah. And especially new believers or, you know, people who are newly baptized um, come under special attack, I think. And that was true even for me because, you know, me and my daughter were baptized um, and it wasn't but a couple months later that my wife died, had a heart attack. Um, So I think that happens so that It's to instill doubt in a person like, hey, I just became a Christian. I just got baptized and this is what happens. Like, forget this. Like it's it's very they're very vulnerable at that point in time, you know, when you're a new Christian, um, very fragile, Um, you know, especially, you know, people that aren't born into, you know, the church and people who are coming from outside the church. Um,
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I totally get that. I see that I you know I have my own way of handling with you know that kind of tragedy, and um you know most, most people can't wrap their head around that, but I totally get people being mad at anything like that. Mhm yeah, like, so
3: you don't I mean it'd be hard to turn to a person that's just gone through some kind of you know tragedy uh, like that and say, Well, it's because you're a new Christian and Satan you know comes right after you, and I mean people don't really want to hear it.
0: Uh, no right no that that, you know that's a toughie right Um, one of the you know the one is like if there's a god why does he allow so much pain and suffering you know and death that kind of thing right? right yeah and and it took me years of pondering on that one and you know always uh I don't have a answer I just have a question I'm like well if there ain't a god <laughs> why is there any happy or beauty
2: Mhm Yeah So
0: how about that one baby I don't know That's why. a good
2: way to look at it and that's not
3: yeah, that's different than how I would approach it, but that's very good. Um, usually, I'm like, well, there is an answer, you know. Uh,
0: yeah, well, it's all part of the plan. But you know, most people, you know, like me, that's me. I'm meat. I got that. Yeah. Somebody on the milk end of Christianity or on the outside, they they can't see that way. You know yeah. that this is all, you know, part of the plan. You know is free will free will
3: yeah god doesn't create you know the conditions that we're in we create that and it goes back to adam and eve and it goes back to the curse and uh yeah that hits people pretty flat i think sometimes uh which maybe that's my the flaw in my approach
0: you know even the uh pope december 22nd talked about eloquent demons walking in the vatican
3: yeah, what was that about? I I was thinking about covering that story on my podcast, but I hadn't
0: I hadn't done much research on it. Well, there's not a whole lot. I found like a Fox 13 thing, and I had to be real specific when I finally tracked it down. It wasn't like it was a easy find, and that was just you know a few days after Christmas, because I think I heard it on the Canary Cry guys. OK, Gons and Basil talked about that. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I knew that they weren't lying. But I. it took me a while to actually lay my eyeballs on an actual story about that. In mainstream. And, I, you know, it was like a Fox News thing. OK, but it was yeah, I was an, just it,
3: wondering, like, what what's he referring to an elegant demon? What is that? Uh, what, does he, what does he mean by that?
0: He went on and talking about, like, you know, these people are walking the halls. These are like maybe some people we're looking at kind of thing.
3: Or some people in Hollywood, maybe elegant demons.
0: Like well, Nicole. he's talking about being right there in the Vatican. and Oh. Uh, yeah.
2: So not Nicole Kidman. Okay, hopefully. No.
0: But she would be elegant.
3: Yeah, and possibly demon-infested as well.
0: And uh, and demons, I think, are a big problem with uh, today. And uh, it's something, you know, I've been wrapping my head around for the last few years. Even though, you know, I had a lot of Russa Dizdar in me in the day. Uh, mm-hmm. and a, so... And there's that, too. We are battling with demons. And they are real. And it's not like I can point them out. You know, and the ones in the Bible that they talked about were at the end of town. You know, it was like Jesus ran into them when he was getting to town. They lived, like, outside of the town in the tombs and, mm-hmm. you know. And it's I was like, he never did go into town and, like, take a demon out of the mare. i was like there's something Uh, we're missing there but they were doing it everywhere they went though they were casting demons out
3: yeah i like that the demons like recognize jesus when he's just getting into town like he hasn't even said anything yet or you know given any sermons or uh, parables or anything and they're just like already having a fit
0: I'm like, oh man, you came here to get us? And he's like, well, not really, but now that you talk about it, <laughs> now that you're here.
3: <laughs> well, I think maybe in ancient times, like, if you had a demon, like, you couldn't, like, function in normal society. Like, you had to be outcast somewhere. But nowadays, it's like, you could, maybe you could disguise it better, or, they're, you know, I don't know.
1: Uh, well, but you know think, like, think of how I'm...
3: many demon... Uh possessed people are in the mental hospitals and stuff. Think about that. It's kind of yeah, a different way of secluding people
0: that just is uh amazing to me part of the part of the Bible and the whole uh super or supra natural as restdar would said supra demons like wow. I don't run into them. I think they uh, stay away from me. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good
3: thing. And I haven't had an experience, uh, well, yes and no, but uh, I've never had a demon-possessed person like interact with me, to my knowledge. If they did, I didn't know it. But I remember, uh, I think it was L.A. Marzulli was talking about, you know, being in front of a demon-possessed person and being so, like, Terrified he couldn't remember his own name. Like, he, he it just, um, uh, it's a whole nother experience. It's on a different level than right. just, you know, some, you know, weirdo that you bump into that says
0: crazy stuff. I'd blow it to mind. I know I'm here to say no to that kind of thing. <laughs> but like, uh, uh-uh, uh, you got to go, <laughs> you know. You have got to go get out of him right now, you know. But I, I haven't ran into that. But I have ran into people that I thought were uh mean, probably. Maybe evil, I don't know. They were what?
3: Say that again, you broke up a little bit. I was like
0: I have ran into people that you know are were mean at least. Maybe evil, I don't know.
2: Yeah.
0: But I've only run into, like, a couple of those people my whole life. And I've been all over. All yeah. over
2: America, baby.
3: I think I think all-out possession is still kind of a rare thing. But I think people can definitely be influenced by different spirits sort of hanging on. And, uh, I mean, we don't know. I mean, I... Can't confirm, you know, whether there's, you know, generational curses and that sort of thing. I tend to think that that maybe that's a thing, um, things that follow people around for their lives and influence the decisions that they make um, without necessarily being in total control of their mind and body. Um, so yeah, it'd be probably quite a fright to encounter someone who was actually really demon possessed.
0: Yeah, I've uh, I've not run into that.
3: (laughs) And then what do you say? Like, I
0: don't know. Oh, I'm gonna I'm standing my ground. I'll 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 know. I'll tell him to get out. Name of Jesus, you got to go. And I mean now, (laughs) you know, because I'm putting my faith in God at that point. That you know, all right, here I am. You know, we're doing this. You know, here I am, God. There's been times in my life where you know i'm like all right i'm I'm doing the right thing you know you're here you're with me all right you got this here i go and i've never ever ever had a problem never had to get violent at that point but i've gone into dangerous situations we'll say with that in mind thinking okay <laughs> Here we go, God. Yeah, God has you there for a
3: reason. I think in that situation.
0: Yeah, I know. thought you know I was Daniel in the line, then, and I didn't mm-hmm. have a problem. I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right. Here we, I'm I'm rolling with you, baby.
3: Yep, and well, it's all about faith and trusting God, and and you know, uh, yeah, just growing in your faith. That's, I mean, that's awesome. And I, I mean, some people are probably like I'm gonna go and take on the whole, you know, principality of New York city, you know, then they just get smacked down because, you know, they're not, you know, God hasn't called them to do that.
2: Yeah. And
3: they're yeah. not prepared. They don't know what they're getting into, you know,
0: and for any calling for me, it is to say no when I need to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I have encouraged people to, to say no. And uh, I think that's why I got got a good belief in God. Also, and I can can tell people no about things when it comes up. And whatever it is, good, bad, whatever, no. The stuff that's going on now, I'm like, no. You want my answer to it? No. (laughs) I'm like, gender? Really? I'm like, I got to go with no. I'm a God guy, Jesus guy. So you know, got to be a man. Going to be a man. Woman got to be a woman. And you got to do it with your kind. Okay, that's it. Yep. That's all I got. Anything other than that, y'all, you know better. Okay, first of all, or you're retarded. And even the retarded people I knew were smarter than that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've yeah. been around. I know. I know those people. That were you know recalled retarded When I was growing up Were the knew the difference between right and wrong Yeah
2: Yeah I think it's a, that spirit of rebellion again Just
3: another right. manifestation Wh- Of that
0: Whatever But I think we could uh maybe wrap it up Maybe yeah if we could go on And on I don't care I, I ramble On I think <laughs> I think
3: this is a good spot. Uh and we'll have to do maybe a follow up uh, another episode or
2: something.
0: Oh yeah, I don't mind. I love doing just rambling with other people. It's easier. <laughs>
2: awesome. Yeah, I got
0: to go
3: uh check on my daughter. Sounds like she's maybe getting sick or something.
2: Oh no. I just got
3: the notification.
0: <laughs> oh, yay. Sick kids. Gotta love that. That's fun oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah. That's it's been parent, like man.
3: really cool. It's been really cool uh, being on your show.
0: It was great having you, Daniel X. And uh, of the uh, Ministry X. On the French Radio Network dot com. dot com. You got an email or anything else you want to throw out there?
3: Uh, Yeah. If anybody wants to reach me, um, ministryxpodcast.com is the website, or you can email me
2: at ministryx at protonmail.com. Questions, concerns. uh, Yeah. If you have a testimony you want to share or anything
3: like that. I like talking to people, I like talking to listeners.
0: <clears> okay. <throat> oh, cool. And then you all can get a hold of me at uh bad dog show at yahoo dot com. Yeah. Well, all right then. I guess right. that's about it. Any- so uh
3: yeah, let me know if you uh want me back on and we can talk more about, you know, witnessing strategies or whatever the topic uh evolves into
0: okay cool i'm going to uh start i've uh, already planted a few seeds i needed to get back to johnny at this point but doing some kind of uh fringe radio network.com kind of round table yeah you could it could be an oblong table at the uh on the fringe radio network it doesn't have to be round
3: nope
0: (laughs) but uh because we, you know, we got that ability to go live, and I think uh, there's a lot of a uh, lot of goodness that could come out with a uh, oblong table of some of the crew of the uh, fringe radio network team being together. You know, the Illuminati
3: round table of the uh, the Illuminati oblong table of the fringe radio network. Yeah, where all the where all the big decisions are made. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, you never know. But all right, Daniel, we'll uh, holler at you later and uh appreciate great. you showing up. All right, well, you have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye. Hey, check it out. 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 Hey, check it
1: out. Hey, check it out. Hey, check it out. Hey, check it out. Hey, check it out. The Protocols of the Learned Elders of Zion in modern English. A One-Page Summary Goyim are mentally inferior to Jews and can't run their nations properly. For their sake and ours, we need to abolish their governments and replace them with a single government. This will take a long time and involve much bloodshed, but it's for a good cause. Here's what we'll need to do. place our agents and helpers everywhere. Take control of the media and use it in propaganda for our plans. Start fights between different races, classes, and religions. Use bribery, threats, and blackmail to get our way. Use free Masonic lodges to attract potential public officials. Appeal to successful people's egos. Appoint puppet leaders who can be controlled by blackmail. Replace royal rule with socialist rule, then communism, then despotism. Abolish all rights and freedoms except the right by force, by us. Sacrifice people, including Jews sometimes, when necessary. Eliminate religion. Replace it with science and materialism. Control the education system to spread deception and destroy intellect. Rewrite history to our benefit. Create entertaining distractions. Corrupt minds with filth and perversion. Encourage people to spy on one another. Keep the masses in poverty and perpetual labor. Take possession of all true wealth, property, and especially gold. Use gold to manipulate the markets, causing depressions, etc. Introduce a progressive tax on wealth. Replace sound investment with speculation. Make long-term interest-bearing loans to governments. Hmm. Give bad advice to governments and everyone else. Eventually, the Goyim will be so angry with their governments, because we'll blame them for the resulting mess, that they'll gladly have us take over. We will then appoint a descendant of David to be the king of the world, and the remaining Goyim will bow down and sing his praises. Everyone will live in peace and obedient order, under his glorious rule.